Tyreek Hill has been traded from Kansas City to Miami. When Tyreek Hill left the roster, I put Kansas City third in the AFC West. They have two ones, two twos, two threes, two fours, and four sevens in this draft. That's a lot of picks. Brett's building this thing back uh, to where we feel comfortable so that we can go win on Sundays. Guten Abend and welcome in Zona Vetten Oxabdes Arad's Broad Podcast. Google Translate, thank you very much. Uh, so, good evening and welcome to another edition of the Arad's Broad Podcast. Uh, you've got myself, Neil, and I've just joined, I say just, I am joined by Tomo this evening. Tomo, how are you, man? Guten Tag, and that's all I've got. I, I'm beer herober. Yeah, I did uh, GCSE. No, I didn't. I did year 10 German and was told to drop it because it wouldn't be good for my grades. <laughs> so that's as far as I got with languages. But I, I did French in school, so that's no use to me. <laughs> they said that you had to do a language to get into college. Well, I got into college pretty easily without one. So, <laughs> um, so why are we talking German, Tomo? Well, the Chiefs today announced that they are going to be playing in Germany in 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> when we did the the stadium tour, back in <laughs> confidential October, source for Yahoo confiden- podcast over confidential here. Confidential source, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> confidential source told someone. Oh, well, in fairness, they didn't tell us not to tell any NFL journalists that we happen to no, know about no, this. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Chiefs did tell us at the time, hey, we're going to be playing in Munich um, next season. Uh, and we were like, oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Um, and the official announcement came out today. They've only said Germany so far. Um, so I guess it's possible it could be Frankfurt. But kind of my understanding is that this is replacing the, one of the Mexico games because they're... Are they relaying the picture of something in Mexico? They need to. They use it. Yeah. Um, I think as well, just after you got back from um, Arrowhead, I think there was a picture doing the rounds on Twitter as well of like the of Munich Airport had like welcome oh, to it was Munich. Travis Kelsey, Ma- wasn't it, or something? Was yeah. it Mahomes or Kelsey on, on like a big... I think I think it's been the kind of like worst kept secret for a long time that the Chiefs would end up here with the marketing rights, etc. So it's not yes. a surprise, but it's good to have it kind of Confirmed. noted down, yeah. So um, looking at our opponents, as Duncan tweeted this earlier, who do you fancy seeing as our opponent? Well, as I quickly try and find the list of people. He's trying to find the link. Well, I can't see it being a, a divisional game particularly because it's too important. So that... The way I look at it is the Chiefs aren't going to give up a home game that would be of importance in that sense. So to me, that would suggest that we'd have uh, an NFC opponent. Now, it's it, it's a home game for us, right? So that leaves the yes. Bears, Eagles and Lions. I can't um, see them playing the Eagles away from Arrowhead because they're just too no, good. No, I agree. I'd say you're looking at the Lions or the Bears. I was thinking rematch 2015 Wembley mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Lions yeah. game. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where my thought process was going. But I could eat. I mean, Justin mm. Fields is a good selling point. The rest of the Bears, not so much. Um, yeah. 
I don't think but they the, need a selling point if Mahomes is playing, and that's not even being like a like a Chiefs homer. I don't think it matters, if I'm honest. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, um, I can't. So the the whole point of these kind of the the selling point to the to the uh, international games was it's it's essentially your seventeenth game on is it eighteenth game? Sorry, I've, I've totally lost that. Seventeenth. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Games are on a bloody season, but. That that was kind of the thought process, isn't it? That you're not technically giving away a game, supposedly. It's just your extra game that year. That, so I think that would suggest to me it's going to be an NFC team. I don't, I don't know about you. Yeah, I would agree with that, yeah. Um, I, I was expecting, when the, when the schedule went to 17 games from 16, mm-hmm. I was fully expecting that 17th game for every single team to be international. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of the direction the goes, they're going to yeah. head in. Um just because marketing, money, advertising, mm-hmm. you know, and NFL follow the money like that. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, and if there's money to be made, they're going to try and make it. And, you know, technically you can sell it to teams that you aren't giving up a home game because, hey, you've still got your eight that you had before. Yeah. Um, plus, you're going to get your bonus marketing rights from wherever. Where We're Mexico and Germany, aren't we? Yes, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so you're going to get I didn't know two. we got both, but that would... Yeah, yeah I think everybody got two, didn't they? I can't, I can't remember. I, is, this the reason why, is this the reason why in shops like Primark we're seeing like loads of, of like giant stuff and that? Do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. that's the only difference I've seen. I, I haven't seen it anywhere else. Like, what do these marketing rights do? I don't... I don't, I don't it gives you preferential treatment in um, advertising in whatever areas yeah, right. and I, I i think it kind of you're more likely to play in those countries um mm-hmm. than you are elsewhere yeah um, germany's great i mean that that's that, that i mean yeah, london would be better for us but i think a, a, like a kind of i'd say a road trip but it's just a plane trip um to germany is actually like very very attractive it's just the Germans really, really love their NFL, which fair play to them. And it's, it's. I think the tickets last year sold out ridiculously quick for the first, mm-hmm. first kind of year of their games. And I can't see the appetite dying down in the second year, especially nope. with the, the whole of Europe really clamouring to go, um, especially as it's like mainland Europe, um, might be tickets, slightly more accessible to other countries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, especially for someone like Mahomes, like a like a like an elite. Like, I don't know what the Germany games were this year, but the, you know, there's no bigger pull, is there? Really, almost at this point. Um, it was Seahawks against the Bucks. Yeah, so Tom Brady, I guess, um, but yeah. Yes. So that's a pretty big pull, but I mean, anyway, it's not going to matter. I think I think they, you know, the, the clamour for to, to watch NFL in your own country is so high. I think you've seen it with the UK games that. That it doesn't matter who's there. It's going to be a sellout. It's it's going to be quite a challenge to get tickets to go to that. If you get tickets, it's going to be hotels then. But what does Munich Stadium hold? Is that sixty odd thousand? It's the Allianz Arena, isn't it? So Allianz Arena. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd imagine it's it's a fair whack. But I'm gonna. The problem is how many. The, the the problem with that is how many tickets go to corporate. Like with lot, with all yeah. these events, it's it's there's only a certain fraction that go to general public, and then. Obviously, there's the bot situation that that seems to come up with all of these these types of games, um, and then they're on resale websites within half an hour of them selling out. Yeah, so 
But there's no incentive for Ticketmaster to stop that happening because they own the resale site as well. So they get their cut for selling the ticket and then they get the cut for the resale. So yeah. that's that's never going to change. Uh, Seventy to 75,000 is mm. the capacity of Allianz Arena. Yeah. I've no idea about Frankfurt because I don't even know the name of the stadium mm. in Frankfurt. But I, I don't know much about Frankfurt, but I imagine... I'm reasonably confident we'll end up in Munich. Yes, me too. Especially with the relationship right. the Chiefs have got with them, there. it makes total sense. Yeah, because very exciting as well. They have a relationship with Bayern, don't they? Yeah, yeah. It's, I think Bayern played a home game at the Arrowhead, didn't they, when they did the um, preseason tour that one year? So. Oh, like the the International Challenge Cup or whatever it is they or, call it. Yeah, whatever that is, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I I nobody knows what that is. It's, yeah. Nobody cares about preseason friendlies. No, although it's Blues' best chance of winning a game, so. <laughs> <laughs> Birmingham, that is for anyone listening. Yes, yes. Tom, uh, a long-suffering Birmingham fan. We won a league um, cup and we sold our soul for it. So do you know what? It was a great day. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yep, that's all that matters. Can't take that away from me. Obafemi Martins. Um, so did you watch much of the wildcard weekend? Yeah. Oh, I watched. Uh, um. I'd be lying if I said I watched it at three AM in you know in the morning, but oh God, no. I've I've got I've got my kind of um, tactics down now for these for these sort of games. It's similar to the Chiefs. If I can't watch the Chiefs on a overnight game, put the old phone on uh, notifications. Don't show previews, so don't get any previews. Don't get any spoilers. And then um, luckily I was off Monday, Tuesday, so I managed to watch the kind of um, the Sunday games, and then I was off Monday, Tuesday, so just watched them the next day. So I managed to watch every single game, which was which was nice, really. It was, it was a really, really entertaining round of games as well, which was plainly surprising. So after the two AFC wildcard games, do you hmm. feel more or less confident? Sorry, th- three, wasn't it? Three wildcard games. Do you feel more or less confident than you did before you watched them? I think that the Chiefs not playing and not having that immediate, ref- immediate reference... Almost, and this is why the buy is so important. And I'm sure it doesn't mean that much to the teams, like what people think of them. But I definitely think the Chiefs have almost, if you were to put them in a in like power rankings, the Chiefs have almost climbed without playing. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I, I know I said this to you earlier, Neil, that I, I very much think that um, the Bills and the Bengals have played their best football that they're going to play this season already. And I think the Chiefs have got it down to a fine art of peaking in the playoffs. Um, I think the Bengals scare the absolute life out of me, but if their offensive line isn't up to much, then you've seen what we've seen firsthand what that can do to a team. Um, and then the the Bills, I, I I don't know, I just don't think they're playing stellar football at all at the moment. And I mean, are the Chiefs? I don't, uh, you know, I wouldn't say the Chiefs are playing. Uh, you know, sample size recently are playing particularly well, but I think. With the Chiefs, you always have that presumption that they're saving themselves for the playoffs. Um, was I don't it, know what was you it you that said earlier in the season, like that the regular season just feels like kind of like a a precursor to the the real oh, yeah. deal? Yeah, it, it, to me, I think I think everybody's saying has said this year more than ever that it's like they've got two playbooks. They've got like a playoff good stuff playbook. And they've got a playbook for teams like the Colts where they just don't want to give any wink away but just want to do just enough to win. 
and they're the games that are just incredibly frustrating to watch as a Chiefs fan. And then it feels like at any given moment they can switch to the good playbook and do ring ring roses in the middle of the fucking... <laughs> in, in the middle of the huddle, come out for a pass to someone, back to someone, back to over to Tony, miss, make three guys miss the score. So... I feel like they've got that in the locker and they save that for the, you know, you're not going to pull that out against the Colts in week four, are you? If, you know, yeah. and it cost us that game, but I very much feel like we're ramping up to be ready for the playoffs. Whereas I feel like the problems the Bills and Bengals have are slightly different where they're not as solvable, solvable, if you get me. The Bengals certainly... A very depleted offensive line is not something you can yeah. fix this week or next week. Um, no, with the inju- with the injuries they've got, I I don't think any of those guys are coming back to kind of cavalry over the horizon, mm-hmm. um, save the day kind of thing. And and it's it, it's I mean, as I said earlier, we've seen what that can do to a team. What happened to the Chiefs in that mm-hmm. Super Bowl was there was. There really was nothing you could do. It was brutal. There was nothing you could do. If he's catching the ball from the centre and then instantly having to run, there's not a lot. You can't let any plays develop. So I'm I'm very, very very intrigued by that game because I don't think the Bills looked very impressive at all. And the Bengals didn't look... In fact, the Bengals, I was watching it thinking they're going to lose this. And they should have, to be honest. I was Um, curious with the Bills, right, when I was watching it. Miami were loading the line of scrimmage on defence and then probably rushing seven mm. and I'm kind of wondering is that repeatable? Like is that a, a rest? Because essentially Josh Allen was just dropping back and going fuck it Gabe Davis is down there somewhere let's mm. wing it deep left and, and a few see times they happens. blocked it up as well a few times they blocked that blitz up and they had he, he had time back there to, to wind up and throw that ball as well so um, I mean, is that something? I was kind of watching it going. Could could the Chiefs do this? Like, is well, the Chiefs do run a lot. Is of it a way? Is so. it a way of making Josh Allen make quick decisions? Mm. And he's kind of a bit of a YOLO quarterback. Where you know, let's just. I think there's a lot. Get to it be out s- there. He's yeah. He's not a great checkdown kind of guy. I think there's a lot to be said for seeing what a divisional opponent does to another divisional mm, opponent yeah. so if Miami are doing that it's probably something you should look at because they play them yes, twice a year agreed. and that's yeah. the third time they've played them and there's a great video actually um if you if you go and watch I don't know if any I don't know if you do know I don't know if anybody listening watches Brett Coleman's videos on YouTube he does some good breakdowns and he went to the Bills Dolphins game earlier in the season and he did a lot about how last year the Dolphins did that to the Bills and they had really good success, and they came back this year, and it didn't work as well. And then in the second game, they went back to it, and it did work better. So it's it's really intriguing. So maybe maybe it's something the Chiefs could look at. They do run a lot of man coverage. Um, so and they're not I they're like not the scared I- to leave their rookie cornerbacks out on an island. So no, they're absolutely not. I like the idea of loading up the line, and then sometimes you come and sometimes you just bail a lot of them. Mm. Sounds um, like a Spags could, dream, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? But can can Josh Allen then pick when they're coming and when they're not? Mm. Um, 
Like teams have tried that. I remember the Patriots tried that with Mahomes, didn't they? In the, the Bengals playoffs. did earlier in the season. They they stacked everyone up at the line, then rushed free with a spy, didn't they? They yeah they did yeah. it. They did it, and and Mahomes struggled with it. To be fair, and rushing three with a spy, you could see that working against Josh Allen as well. If it, if yeah. that option to scramble isn't quite there, and then mm. he hasn't. Uh, there's plenty of guys in coverage, so that it's kind of taken. Well, Stefan Diggs away. I'm really not that worried about the rest of the Bills receivers, but no. you know, if you can take Stefan Diggs away, yeah, it's going to go a long way towards um, helping you. And we we are overlooking the Jags here, but I think this is more of a conversation about the AFC in general, and we'll get to yeah, the Jags. Yeah. But I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Neil. But I know you you mentioned earlier that at the moment I think you prefer to play the Bills and the Bengals, and I'm right there with you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed, yeah. I mean, you put the caveat on that as let's see what the Bengals' offensive line looks like. Um, but if it's the Bengals we played earlier in the season, they scare me more than the Bills do right now, that's for sure. I, I just think we're a bad matchup yeah. with the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, like with the Bills, our run defence has been pretty reasonable um, over the past while. And the Bills can't run it anyway, so then they're one-dimensional. Yeah. And, like, Stefan Diggs, I'd worry about Stefan Diggs, but... I'd worry about Gabe Von David. Miller is the biggest thing that I'd worry about the Bills, and he's not Well, playing, he's not so. playing, yeah. Yeah, that, um, that would be my yeah. biggest concern about them. Because he Gabe beat... Davis. Von Miller beat the Chiefs earlier in the season. Yeah, he, he did. He took over a couple of drives, and it yeah. changed the game. But if they haven't got him... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure they have enough to beat us... Yeah, like, it would be a close game, but and it's it a psychological thing fancy. for the Bills. They know that that they've never beat. I it's not. Well, obviously, I'm not saying they've never beaten us in that sense. We're never beaten against the Bills with the thirteen. They've not beaten thing. us That's in going a to be psychological game. for the whole game. Yeah, yeah, they've not beaten us in a meaningful game. Mm-hmm. We've put them out of the playoffs two years in a row. Yeah, and the thing for the Bills is as well. I think there's a lot going on there with the Hamlin thing and and mm-hmm. all that anyway, but. I think they'll be acutely aware that this is kind of the year they need to win it all. Like it's all, it's all good making the AFC Championship game and getting knocked out in 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 AFC Championship game thirteen seconds left. You you've got to win something soon with that team. You know. Well, your your window with that team is relatively low because their cap space is yeah. very very small, and their ability to create cap space is very very small, mm. and. And that's going to impact, you know, you can't... Well, I suppose you they're doing a Rams kind of... Oh, um, yeah, they've gone all in is, is what they've done. Yeah, essentially, sure. yeah, Von essentially. Miller's you know. going all in, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know if they went all in enough, if that makes sense. Yeah. But you remember, remember where we had Frank on, Frank Schwab at the start mm-hmm. of the season, or before the season, and we asked him, like, because when we were talking about the Bills when unborn in his rankings and said, like, if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, is it a failed season? He was like, yeah, kind of, maybe. Mm. Um, and they've got that pressure on them as well that right from the start of the season, they were expect they were Super Bowl favourites. Like they were expected to yeah. to at least get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And now you're kind of looking like... Especially got the to Chiefs be... losing Tyreek as well. I think that was almost like, okay, they've, they've kind of passed the baton to, to the yes. Bills for the AFC. Yeah. Um, that almost put more pressure on the Bills us losing Tyreek Hill as well. Yes. So, 
the expectation became, well, they're the best team in the AFC now, so they're going to win it. Bit like and the Chargers, like... then. <laughs> mm. I, I bet the Chargers to win the division, so I can't say anything there. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like the Bill, would you fancy the Bills to beat the Bengals and us? I'm not yeah. sure. I, this is the I'm thing about sure those two. Like getting the one seed, however we got it, is irrelevant. That wasn't our fault. It, literally, nothing. I mean, it was. That's between the Bills and the Bengals. This is nothing to do with us. How we got the one seed, mm-hmm. it, it happened. But for those guys to win, they've both just played a really tough game against opponents they should have blown out of the water. Which the Chiefs have played tough games against teams they should beat. Don't get me wrong. Um, but then they've got to go and like both of these teams have then got to go and play. They've put a lot of effort into that game. The next week, they've then got to go and play a massive game against each other. And whichever team wins that has then got to go and play a massive game against the Chiefs. And probably a good link to the Jags here, but the Chiefs have had a bye week. They've had a cupcake schedule for the last like six weeks of the season. They're going into the Jaguars game in a game which we'll talk about, but there's no way they should lose. And if anything, they should be winning relatively comfortable if they take it seriously, which I'm sure they will. Which you think they will. So you've got the Bengals and the Bills going into... They had an emotional, very emotional game near the end of the season, um, which obviously didn't play out. And then they've had the outfall of that with everything whirring around both teams with what's going to happen with the one seed. Then they've gone into the playoffs, both looking a bit undercooked, and had really tough games. They've then got to play each other. And then they've got to play the Chiefs. And if the Bengals win, they've got to come to Arrowhead. It's like, geez, that's a big ask for big them ask. to go one, two, ask. three, bang, 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 beat us all. You know? How much do you think the Bengals, Bills and the Damo Hamlin game from a couple of weeks ago will impact the teams this weekend? I hadn't really thought about it. And to be honest, I don't. I don't know. I I wouldn't imagine very much at this point. And I know it's going to sound really brutal, but to be honest, he's on the mend, which is unbelievable mm. news. And there was a while there where it looked like it wasn't going to go the right way, um, in which case I'd have no idea what, what, what to say. But I think they've both played games since then, um, in which that emotion's kind of poured out a bit. Um I don't know. I, I, I'm, it's, I guess it's an intriguing, intriguing thought, but I'd, I'd have thought at this point it's just a playoff game. What about you? Do you uh, think that's going to make an impact? Cause I, I just can't tell. Like I know it's going to sound really, really, really bad, but are the Bills going to wheel Hamlin out there for this game? Uh, like as an emotional, yeah, kind like of you saw what happened kind of first thing. play against the Patriots, where Naheem Hines takes it for a touchdown. They're going to try and I don't know. This sounds re- I don't know whether I should be talking about that really, but <laughs> you you know what I mean though. I I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Um, I would like to think that they're not like that, as callous as cynical mm-hmm. as that, but I wouldn't rule out the possibility either. Um. Like, I don't know what kind of state of health he's in right now as mm-hmm. to whether a trip to to the stadium would be kind of like appropriate mm-hmm. for him right now. Only but... because there was rumours that he was going to be at the Patriots game was was the reason I say that. Like obviously you're you're a few weeks removed from that or whatever. 
just yeah, into, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know how it impacts the game necessarily. I think once the game starts, I think they've played football since then. I think it's just a game, and a, yeah, an important playoff did. game at that point. I think you're probably right with that. If it if it was just another regular season game, I think it might have more effects. But the fact that it's a playoffs and your season's mm-hmm. over if you lose, I think that. Yeah. Then the your kind of professional nature kicks in then, and you kind yeah, of yeah, like, I agree. I'm not going to say you forget about it, but it certainly goes to the back yeah. of your mind. I think the fact you've hit people and been hit by people at this point, probably. Yeah. I yeah. think that first hit, you're like, oh shit. But at this point, I think I think it's it's gone. Yeah, you pass that stage. Yeah, yeah I think I probably agree with you there. Yeah. Um, let's go back to the charges because the reason we're playing the Jags is because they blew the up. Ch- the charges charged in prime charging fashion. Jeez. Um, I didn't watch it, but I'll tell you what, I I because it was Saturday night, wasn't it? And I woke up mm-hmm. Sunday morning and I was having a dream that the Chargers had blown a massive lead and then I checked my phone and the Chargers had blown oh a massive gosh. lead. Um, <laughs> how? So this, is, so, so this is one of the ones that I couldn't Just watch how? because I was working Sunday, so I was like, there's no way I'm making it to whatever time I finish without find out the score of this one whether it's accidentally pressing on my phone or seeing the hour ahead to broad group chat or mm. something was going to so i was like do you know what is what it is let's find out the result and as i opened the phone in the morning i expected the jags to win it i just knew that they just it's such a chargery thing to do and i was like i watched the sunday games afterwards and it got to monday and i watched the the sunday night game and I was like, do you know what? I'm going to put the Chargers game on. I know the score, but I've got to see how this happens. And I am flabbergasted knowing the score, how shocked I was that that happened still. Because the first half the Jags played is... I know the Chargers get a lot of credit and Asante Samuel and with the interception, the three interceptions. He threw them straight to him. Mm. Like, they were absolutely dreadful in the first half. And it, it it is actually like mind-boggling that they let them back into that game. It, it really is because they were they were shockingly bad. Like when you know the score to a game, you don't feel like you can be shocked by what you're watching. Yeah. And and I was throughout. I just you were. <laughs> the the interceptions from from Trevor Lawrence are are just bad, just straight up bad. But first playoff game nerves. Ah, oh, yeah, well, yeah, maybe. I think it's impressive how he come back. Don't get me wrong, but that's yeah, just—I yeah. mean—that's just—it's just wild to me. It really is that the chart, the chart, the fact the Chargers let him back in is just—it's just crazy. It really is. I think Brandon Staley, when he first came in, I was absolutely shit scared of the Chargers. He was going for stuff. He was aggressive, and he just gets in his own head about everything at this point. Like he—he's obviously one of them that. I'm not saying he literally does, but it's almost like he Googles himself. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean, though? Like, I've got to know what people are saying about me. Oh, my God, I shouldn't go for it on fourth down as much. And then he gets in his own head. I was scared of the Chargers for the longest time, and I think I'm done with it because they, unless he, the first time he came and he was going for everything and they were, like, fearless, I was like, Jesus, this is going to be hard if they're going to be like this. And then they come and they, they, they didn't. 
they they punted. They had some really kind of like um, surrendery punts. What's what's that Twitter account where I think there was a few. Oh, the fourth, fourth them. down bot one. Yeah, and just totally against his own kind of identity as a team. And I mean, I don't know how he even survives this, but it seems like he has. Yeah, oh, he has absolutely. Yeah, he's he's um, coming back, he's isn't he? Definitely. Yeah, he's definitely coming back. Did you manage um, to watch this live? No, I, I couldn't be asked. So you knew the score um, watching it as well. Uh, yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, just... as far as Staley coming back, like if they hadn't made the playoffs, I I think he was gone. But they've they've fired um, Lombardi, their offensive coordinator. Um, but they've already. I think. I think part of the problem is they've already wasted. Uh, yeah. Herbert's rookie contract. I don't think this. Because... I don't think that's good enough. Like, why the, making the playoffs just isn't good enough. Like in yeah. my opinion, with like, I think I'd still say they've got a better roster than the Chiefs. Yes, but the coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't. Well. Yeah. So that goes to my whole point. How has he survived then? Yeah. Like. It's just. Uh, I, th- I think because defensively, they've been pretty good. It's offensively where they. I get that. They've un- they've underachieved. They've blamed. But it, I mean, it, it's it, partly his fault as well because previous week when they kept my, when they kept the starters in the game, hmm. for what it was it three quarters or something in a completely meaningless game, then Mike Williams gets injured. Hey, guess what? You could have used Mike Williams last Saturday night. Hmm. But they did it against the but, Chiefs. They rushed him back for the Chiefs game. And he got injured within a quarter. Yeah, he was within a quarter, wasn't he? Yeah. So, it's just it's just piss poor management, really. Like you you see you see the way Andy deals with injuries. You know, McCall was designated ret- to return what two weeks ago was it? And he and we still haven't seen him. Like he's missed yes. two games since he's been. Is that right? He's missed two. Or is it just the one? But uh, either way, um, exactly the same oh. with Kadarius Tony. He he. Slight twinge, and we didn't see him for three weeks. And it's like, nah, get yourself right before you come back. You know, mm. it's a regular season, and and I don't think Hardman's him. practiced this week, has he? He's not been. He's been ruled out officially yeah, today. Has he? Oh, yeah, I he's seen been that. officially ruled out. So that doesn't surprise me. No, um, I actually think you might have seen his last snap in Kansas City. To be honest, um, I don't know whether. If, I mean, if, well, if he we might have done if another... we lose. <laughs> well, yeah, if we lose, he definitely has. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I don't know where about next week. But if he can't practice this week, how's he going to be ready to play next week? If he's fit to practice next week, he can play next. Week. I mean, hmm. it's usually like the the last day of practice is the one that it's actually it's Wednesday, isn't it? When they're playing on Sunday, where they walk through, yeah. Yeah, when no Wednesday they walk through Thursday they do the proper practice and if you don't mm. if you don't do the proper practice you tend to play in the next to nothing. Yeah. Um, was it Kelsey was saying that on his on his podcast? podcast? Yeah. Thursday practice it was, was it? Yeah. Yeah, that's the key one. That's mm. the one to watch out for. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I'd, I I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't rule out them re-signing. Hardman next year. Uh, it depends on the money, doesn't it? Yes, it it does. Yeah. It does. I, I I could see it. He's a familiar guy that knows. I guess what he's. It more than ever this year. I've obviously been uber critical. This year, <laughs> I've been okay with him because he's. I've accepted him for what he is, and and 
his role is his role. He seems to understand his role. They're not mm. asking him to do... My problem with McCall was last year when they were asking him to do stuff that he just wasn't capable of doing. This year, they've asked him to run jet sweeps and motions and, and stuff like that, and he's good at doing that. Like I'm, I've yeah. openly admitted that he he has a skill set where he can do that, but the Chiefs didn't draft him to do that. They drafted him to be a, a speedster wide receiver, which he hasn't he's not. necessarily yeah. developed the way we'd hoped, and that's, you know... They found a role for him, and that's fine. He's kind of ex- he's kind of excelled in that role, and that's that's great. But it's whether the Chiefs feel like they need him when they've got. Do they need to pay Nicole Hardman when you've got Kadarius Tony? It's. Uh, you don't need to pay him big money, but yeah, that's it. It depends on the if figure, he's available it? at the right price. I wouldn't be unhappy if they brought him back. Nor would I, but I think but a ju- bad but team Juju, will pay him more Juju than we would. Juju is the first priority. Yep. I think a bad team will pay McCall Hardman more than he's worth. Uh, and thank you very much, McCall, for your time. It's been great. Yep. And we'll take the compensatory pick that's coming out of this. Thank you very much. Yep. Yep. I totally agree. I'd have, I'd have no problem. I'd have no problem either way, to be honest. I, I don't have mm-hmm. a massively strong feeling. I, I I have said for a long time, like, there is a role for his skill set in this offense. Mm-hmm. And, like, when they use him in a certain way, it works really well. Mm and if they could bring him back at a reasonable price i would have no problem with that because he does mm. he has speed that not many people have and and yeah. he can make use of that i'd like to see next like don't get me wrong if they brought him back there would be a case for seeing him Kadarius tony juju smith schuster and kelsey on the field at the same time because absolutely then you've got two guys that could run a sweep from either side or do anything you like and you can get them going one way and go the other way and you know, you could use Kadarius Tony as more of a, a wide receiver, which I see his end goal being. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be disappointed if Kadarius Tony turned into the gadget guy next year, because um, I think he, I think he's got more to he's offer than, than that. Him. Yeah, yeah I think he's got more him, yeah. to offer than that. So maybe if you bring McCall Hardman back, you can use Kadarius Tony as more of a wide receiver, and then use McCall um, doing what he's doing this year, and that would be great too. So, yeah, it it depends on the money. It's uh, the Chiefs have got a sort some contracts out this this off season there's some some big parts of this team that need a kind of tying down before you get to McCall Hardman Chris Jones looking at you young man yeah having his best um, year as a chief he's going to get serious Roger Cash well and let's just hope that transfers to the playoffs as well because that was the kind of one knock on him yeah. really so he's he's had an unbelievable season and long might continue for the next couple of months as Terra's you say, contract season is undefeated. Yep, I put another um, ring on his finger. Yeah, absolutely. And but then the Chiefs start paying the Super Bowl tax, where teams are trying to poach best players and. McCall mm. Hardman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not sure it'd be classic yeah. best players. Um, talking of players who haven't developed the way you would like them, Clyde. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Is he available he, this week? Yes, he's okay. practiced this week, so I would say he is practiced available. Practiced what? <laughs> what have they had him practicing? I don't, I don't know. Because <laughs> he should be down the pecking order, shouldn't he? Really? Yeah, I, I think it'd be quite harsh on Ronald Jones, to be honest. Who, I think it would be incredibly harsh. Who hasn't hasn't done a great deal wrong or a great deal wrong? Yeah, 
But the, the, the thing I said, I said it earlier. We had this chat. I, I very much the point. Of, if he comes back and he's taking snaps, I'd be very disappointed for the person he's taking snaps off because if he's taking snaps off Pacheco or McKinnon, I'm very unhappy be, about that. I'd yeah. be very yeah. unhappy about that. Yeah, I think the Chiefs have have. If I'm telling you, I think they looked into it. I think they looked into Clyde getting injured, which sounds horrible, because it forced mm-hmm. them to have a closer look at Pacheco and give him more snaps, and and he's flourished with them, and I think he's a very very good. 25 yard to 75 yard uh running back and then you bring you bring in <laughs> mckinnon to catch a ball to take it for a touchdown so they seem to have got that down to a t at this point and Let, where, where do you slide blend, let's blend this seamlessly into talking about the jags mm-hmm. so when we played the jags earlier in the season Pacheco had 16 carries for 82 yards at 5.1 yards a carry. Mm-hmm. And McKinnon had eight targets, <coughs> six catches, 56 yards at 9.3 yards per reception. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. That is what I would take from both of them every day of the 100%. week. 100%. For any Chiefs wide receiver to get 75 yards plus, rushing, rushing is awesome because I don't, we don't, we don't focus. Our, our our offense isn't focused around running the ball. So if you can put up eighty two yards when the focus isn't running, you know, you got to remember Mahomes had three hundred thirty one yards in that game passing. So yeah. four four touchdowns. <laughs> so for Pacheco to be able to do that to kind of keep them honest, keep them honest for eighty two yards, yes please, exactly like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And and the problem with Clyde is as well is it's not like it's not like he was doing that before he got injured he was very frustrating to watch and then he got injured <laughs> yeah. and the running game improved <laughs> it's significant it's hard to want him to come back in i can i can see why he's you know i can see why you'd want him there in case there's an injury i can see why you'd want to work him back in it's just it's the playoffs man i don't care if he needs you know you got you got Pacheco and McKinnon who don't deserve to not have the ball in their hands. Absolutely agreed. Like we were we were chatting on the WhatsApp group earlier about eighty yard games. Yeah. And uh I, I set the quiz question of how many eighty yard games had Clyde had in his career. Hmm. Uh, and the answer was five. And then my and comeback how ma- was how many has Pacheco had? Uh, yes. And the answer was he's had three this season, and he <laughs> yeah. only became the starter mm. in about week seven. And he's sharing the workload. Whereas the first year, Clyde was a chief. He, he was. Yeah, he had he had Williams with him as yes, well. Yes, he did. But he he was relied on. I'd say more than Pacheco has been this year. Yes. If you look at their rookie years, I'd say Clyde had a lot more work than Pacheco has had so far. I am gonna bring up because I actually have the. This is where I get proven. This is where I get proven totally wrong. Twenty twenty. <laughs> this is like you're running on second down is bad kind of. I still believe that. Uh, oh, I'll I'll tell you what. You are not far off. So, in his first season, Clyde Edwards-Helaire had eight hundred and three yards, mm. and the next best running back had two hundred and fifty-four. Mm. Mahomes had three hundred and eight, but Le'Veon Bell had two fifty-four. Daryl Williams, 169. Mm-hmm. If I fast forward to this season... So he's had 600 yards more than everyone else, which suggests his... Isaiah Pacheco had 830, so he had 27 more yards. Mm-hmm. 
despite only being starter for little over half the season. And yeah. the next best running back was, in fact, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with 302. And you've got to remember that, that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's first game as a Chief, didn't he go for over 100 yards as well? He did, yes. So that leaves 700 for the rest of those 16 games, because I believe it was... If I go back to the 2020 skills. It's not... It, it's, it's Cl- one Clyde had 138 yards in his first game. Yeah, which accounts for nearly 10%. How did he have 161 yards at Buffalo? Like, yeah, that was a wild game, that was, yeah. Demarcus Robinson was our best receiver with 69 yards. What the fuck? Hilarious. It's crazy, that, that, but this just shows Pacheco coming in the seventh round and doing that, it really does just show. And Veach said at the start of the year that there's a running back that's going to go undrafted that's going to go for over 1,000 yards, and Pacheco yeah, was drafted. Far off. I think he probably made sure he got Pacheco because Pacheco probably would have been undrafted at that point mm-hmm. so he yeah. probably got him so to make sure he got him and, and he's not been proved wrong yeah I think I think Pacheco could have had a thousand uh, I think he'd have easily had a thousand yards if he'd have been the starter from the start of the season whether he was ready to be the starter is a different question but I think he would have naturally got there yeah I, I wouldn't disagree with that like um, looking at the um the data scraping stats things that I, I look at <laughs> and Pacheco he is something like the third most successful runner this season mm. uh, by of running backs I'll, I'll provision that with because mm. quarterbacks tend to be very successful at running the ball but yeah. as far as running back goes like so if you get more than 50% of the yardage on first down um, similar on second down than on third down if you get a first down. Yeah. Um, and Pacheco, like it's essentially it's, success is a measure of are you keeping ahead of the chains? Yeah. And Pacheco and has converting. been the third best running back after um, your man from Philly, Sanders, Saunders, yeah, Miles Saunders. Miles Saunders, yeah. Sanders and somebody else who I can't remember. But the thing there is, uh, probably Nick Chubb, the thing there is. Um, no, he was better than Nick Chubb. Really? But the, yep. the, the, the thing is, for a lot of... It's been like Mahomes' whole career. You've just been like, he just needs a running back. Like, the, we should be able to run the ball the way our offence yes. is. And I feel like it shouldn't be that hard. And Pacheco makes it look not hard. That's, yes. that's the thing. He tries hard and gets every yard possible that's there. And that's all he needs to do. You know... Do I want Kareem Hunt out of the backfield, a la 2018 or whatever it was? Of course, but you can't you can't necessarily always have that. But what Pacheco is doing for us is enabling us to have just it's giving you enough balance. of the run game to have balance exactly. Yeah, which is perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, you, he doesn't have to run the ball thirty times a game like you're. Because you still want Mahomes to have the ball, because he is your match winner. Mm-hmm. Like he's the best player in the league, and that's kind of you know where that begins and ends. But um, you want enough of a run game to um, to keep defenses honest, and and that just opens things up for Mahomes as well. Uh, as I'm talking here, I'm trying to bring up the uh, data stats here. Uh, so if if you can kind of fill for me while I do this, well, I can go into the one thing that <clears throat> I was going to talk about 
in terms of the Jags and and the relationship to the Jags with the game coming up. I had a look earlier at um our game against the Jags earlier in the season. We beat them twenty seven seventeen, and there's a few interesting things that stuck out. The Chiefs turned the ball over three times, and the Jaguars turned it over zero. Now, the reason I find that interesting is obviously with Trevor Lawrence turning the ball over four times in the first half against the Chargers, it's going to be really interesting to see if the Chiefs can force more turnovers in this game. Um, obviously, the defence has been playing better recently, so that's mm-hmm. that's a hope. The Chiefs need to not turn the ball over three times, but they turned that ball over three times in that game and won by 10 points, which I still think is pretty incredible. Now, And survived an onside kick. Yeah. Now and got... not, reco- not recovering an onside kick early <laughs> in the game as well. <laughs> which is essentially a stolen possession as well. Yeah. So I teased Neil earlier that I had a um, kind of statistic <clears throat> which I thought was incredibly interesting. So win probability throughout the game, you see it all the time after the game. Um, now you start at 50-50, right? Not necessarily, no. Um... No, you don't. The Chiefs started. Guess the win probability at the start of the game, after the first snap of the game. Against the Jags? Yep. 75%. The Chiefs' probability of winning the game as the ball was kicked, 80% according to this. Mm, yeah. And this is on Eastburn. What's the lowest percentage you think the Chiefs were to win the game in that whole game? (laughs) 80%. (laughs) 77% is the lowest percentage they reckon the Chiefs had of winning winning the game. The lowest percentage of winning the game. But it it was a a comfortable game. Like, I mean, the Jags scored a touchdown late to make it look vaguely close mm. and the, the Chiefs do have a habit of doing that and letting teams well they just coast, score like a go- yeah garbage time touchdown that makes it you know suddenly it's like an eight point game and you kind of mm-hmm. go oh this nearly looks close but it it never was and the from my memory of the Jags game earlier in the season like they, they had um, Trevor Lawrence under pressure a fair bit and he just the the Jags just they never felt like they got going. Yeah, um, it's just, it's just very interesting because obviously this is a game that you, I mean, we spoke about the Bengals and the Bills because we feel like that's ultimately going to be the make or break of a season. But the season can't end here for the Chiefs. Like I know you've heard it, heard it in the you you'd have probably heard it in the broadcast in the Bengals game. You'd have heard it in the Bills game. This season's destined for bigger things than this, but you can't overlook it. This is a game that the Chiefs should win in every measure. They turned the ball over three times and won by 10 points earlier in the season. It almost feels like the Chiefs are going to have to beat themselves to lose this game. Um, mm. But you've got to make sure you don't. And Andy Reid off a bye, I just, it almost makes you nervous how confident you are about winning this game. Mm, yeah, agreed. Because. We know that it's a playoff, it's a playoff season... game. It shouldn't be. It, it shouldn't be a given. No. And you you shouldn't feel um. You shouldn't feel like it's kind of like, well, we're just going to win this, but. Because, uh, I remember times hours early in the season. I think it was for the Colts game, 
when they were talking about um like the things that need to go right and things that need mm-hmm. to go wrong for a team to win and kind of your list of things for the Jags that need to go right in this game is substantially longer than the list of things that the Chiefs need to go right. Yeah. It it, it it almost feels like if the Chiefs special team just don't lose the game, we'll be fine. Yeah. If they just fair catch everything, I'm pretty sure we win the game. Yeah. <laughs> just no, no returning punts, no returning kicks. Kick the extra. Don't beat yourself. Don't miss don't fourth beat extra points like the Cowboys kicker did. You know, Jesus, yeah. Just play solid football and you've got uh, more than enough to win. We we managed to stall long enough for me to drag up the stats here. Uh, J.K. <laughs> Dobbins was the running back I couldn't remember. Oh, really? Um, Dobbins, Dobbins was actually the most successful, in quotes, running back, followed by Sanders, followed by Pacheco. Was J.K. Dobbins injured for a period of this season, though? Uh, he was like he had ninety two plays here. Yes. Compared to two hundred and sixty for Sanders and one hundred and seventy for Pacheco. Yeah, that's that surprise me. But um, still impressive. Don't be wrong. But yeah. But yeah. M- most successful rushers. Do you want to go at the top three most successful rushers? Not but not naming positions. If that gives you a clue. Of rushers, which means there's running backs included. Uh, sorry, quarterbacks yeah. included. Sorry, you'd uh-huh, imagine. Yes, that, yes, yes you I would. could go with that. I'd probably say, uh, let's go left field. Let's go Daniel Jones because he's had a good Number year. Number three. Yes, oh, Number what a three, win. Daniel Jones, yeah. Um, I feel like there's another one that I should be getting that's slightly out there. Uh, I'm going to, you'd like to say Lamar. Um, Number one, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yes, he's an the most successful rusher. I think there's another one that I'm going to get to that's got a lo- had a lot of MVT, MVP talk. Oh, Jalen Hurts. Is, Jalen Hurts. Is that because of his quarterback sneaks for one yard success rate? Well, yeah. I mean, yes, that would make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. He had 104 carries. Ouch. Probably 10 of them, 20 of them <laughs> quarterback sneaks. But it's well, probably just in have... Fields is not up there, to be honest. That was the one I was Fields looking for. Is... Fields is number six. That was the one I was looking for. Just Actually, sim- sorry. F- Fields is number five. Okay. Josh Allen's four. Fields is five. That makes a lot of sense because obviously a lot of the time they're not necessarily designed runs. So if you're running, yeah. you know that there's a success rate there. So that does yeah. make a lot of sense, yeah. Not something Trevor Lawrence is major known for. And I would no, imagine I he's particularly high on that list. So. Um. I don't see his name as I scroll down it, I'll put it okay. that way. Uh, I do have the Jags stats up on a page, though, because I did think I might need these at some stage. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has had 62 carries for 291 yards mm. over the season. Yeah. And five fumbles, four of which he's lost. Let him run with it. Yeah, why not? Number for that. Yeah, I feel like if Trevor yeah. Lawrence is running, it's probably not going particularly well. So, no, no. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're confident then. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really confident. I don't like games like this though because I feel like the Colts game earlier in the season just you're marking it down and going right, move on. But I'd like to think the Chiefs aren't going to do that. It's a playoff game. I don't think no, they're stupid. They're game. not stupid think, enough to yeah. do that. But I, it's one of those. You're already looking to the next week, which is a horrible feeling because 
like I said earlier, the Chiefs season can't end here. Yeah. Not in this position. If it ends to the Bills or the Bengals, it ends to the Bills or the Bengals. That's case or but you don't you don't lose it here. Chiefs are eight and a half point favourites. Are mm-hmm. you taking? No, I think it? I think I think it'll. I think another garbage time touchdown maybe from the Jags because they're going to play hard to the end. I, I don't necessarily think we're going to cover that spread, but I don't think it's going to be close either. Yeah, I think I think the Chiefs will it'll get back to one score. The Chiefs will just have to convert a first down to win the game, and you know maybe touchy, maybe Bleed maybe the, the Jags get the maybe the Jags get thirty seconds to score a touchdown at the end to tie it up to take it to overtime, something like that. Overtime? They got to go. Well, no. maybe they have to go down the field from you know. Maybe they got thirty seconds to go to go the length of the field from their own oh, yeah, twenty. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah. Thirty yeah. seconds or something ends up in a pick or. I can buy into that. I like the sound of that. That's fine. Keep it interesting, but not too interesting. So, to to wind it up, do you want to give us a score prediction? Um, I think a playoff game, the Chiefs put up 30. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, by that suggestion, I'm looking 30-23. To go with everything I was saying. There or thereabouts. So the the total points over under is fifty two and a half. So you just hit fifty three points. So you are <laughs> I did not know fraction- that. There you go. Fractionally going for the over. Can I just? What do Paddy Powers have as home team and away team points? Where are you? Um. I don't necessarily know where this is on Paddy Powers because I can put things in an unusual order. Uh, oh, Jaguars total points. Jags twenty one and a half on the over under, and the Chiefs are thirty one and a half on the over under. I think I would probably take the over on both. Just I, I think mm. there'll be points in this game. Um, I, I'm going to go thirty four, twenty four, or something like that. I think a ten point game. I think. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair enough. And it is at the prime. Kickoff time of half past nine on a Saturday evening. What a dream! What a dream! Which, uh, which as we discussed on the podcast last week, is the best time for football. Um, That's as good as it gets. Although, it really is because I've got work Monday. So if it was like the late game on a Sunday, it'd just been a disaster. Yeah, so. Bills Bengals is eight o'clock on Sunday. I think or eight thirty on Sunday. Also it nice. Eight, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock on Sunday, which is good, so I can watch that too. Um, but then the AFC Championship game is 11.30 kickoff, which is less good. Do we know when that is? Is that on the Sunday? Yeah, they're both on the Sunday. The Ugh. the NFC one's first at about 8 o'clock. And then the AFC so is that, is about is that the 29th, 11. is it? Is that correct? Uh, yes, that rings a bell. Yes, that does ring a bell. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And then well, two weeks that. after that? Super Bowl. And we're in Dublin. Hey. Yeah, so you've booked for Dublin. I have booked uh, for Dublin. £29 for the flights. That is a dream. Thank you very much, Ryanair. Absolute bargain. Uh, yeah, with 16 of us confirmed in pen, in Duncan's mm-hmm. pen. Duncan's um, pen, yeah, good pen. Before we even know if the Chiefs are making the Super Bowl, and I know there's a couple mm-hmm. more who are... will depend on that for sure. Yeah, depend on whether the Chiefs are playing. Um, so hopefully... Um, mm-hmm. If if there's any Dublin-based listeners or anywhere around, then uh, 
I think we're going to end up in the wool shed by the look mm -hmm. of it. And the one thing I would um, say is as well, I didn't think it was going to be necessarily accessible for me. I haven't got a boiler at the moment. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought I've got stuff. To, I've got a wedding in six months' time. The flights are are reasonable. Like the, the I've paid more. I, I I've just said it's twenty nine quid return from Birmingham, and there's plenty of flights. And I I just think I've spent more on a night out in Birmingham, which is ten minutes down the road from me, than I'm <laughs> gonna pay. Genuinely paid more than twenty nine quid to get there and back in a taxi to town. It, it's it's gonna cost me more to get home in a taxi than it cost you to fly from Birmingham and back. <laughs> like a taxi from taxi from city centre out to here is probably about fifty. Really? And you've just yeah, wow. and you've just paid twenty nine quid. Um, well, so you, you got an absolute bargain. Yeah. There from Ryanair. Well. If I'm nicking your bed at the hostel, I'll give you some money towards that taxi because uh, <laughs> I owe you for that. <laughs> no, that's that's fine. I am, I have a bed here. Like, <laughs> uh, I did. I did. I was penciled in for a bed in the hostel, um, and then when Tomo said he was thinking of coming, I was like, "Yeah, you can have my bed. That's granted. I'll go home." Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't know how much time you're spending in this bed though, because I mean, the guy's going to finish at four. Not in a the great morning, deal. And I've got a tr I've got a a plane at three in the afternoon, and I'd imagine we're going for breakfast, so. Five hours in that bed, max. That, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there you that. go. Yeah, you don't need any more than that. You'd be great. I was considering going without accommodation. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, one <laughs> of one of the, the guys is um, Graham. I think it is is flying out at like seven in the morning. So essentially, his plan is just to go straight from the woolshed to the airport and yeah, just tough it through. Um, which. Yep. Kudos to him. I admire that definitely. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I could do that anymore. I'd fall asleep um, in the airport and miss the flight. So. Yeah, I think I would as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I could well, well and truly see myself doing that. But if anyone needs any, if anyone wants to go from Birmingham or needs any advice, obviously we're all here. We can all help people yep. get there and back. It's 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 accessible, and I think it's especially if the Chiefs get there. I think it's going to be a great laugh anyway. But if the Chiefs get there, to have all of us there would just be yep. unbelievable yeah uh, if if anyone's thinking of going and they're undecided like it, it should be a great night regardless who's going to be oh, there yeah. if the chiefs are there fantastic uh if anyone needs any local advice give us a shout um you'll find us on twitter and on facebook and uh, i'm sure we can help you out with a bit of local knowledge um, right, Tom, I think they'll do 57 minutes is way longer than I thought we were going to eat this out for. That's well, we, we, have, we haven't got to the cricket part of the podcast. We did about half no. an hour off, <laughs> off, off podcast just talking about cricket. So uh, we did that if anyone's yeah. interested in that, we can, we can go for another yeah. hour. But I'd yeah, highly, we'll, suggest, we'll highly suggest people tune out. Cricket and careers, yeah. <laughs> I'd just tune out now. Yeah, I think so. I think we'll say goodbye for now. Yeah. Um, so um, half nine on Saturday evening, prime time. Uh, let's go Chiefs um, let's bring it another week and then another week um, but for now Tomo thanks for your time Thank mate you as you. always of course and I think we'll say off we design for now <laughs>